on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. The delivery, swinging a bouncer to second. That should do it. Wong's got it. Flips to first. Ball game over. Shutout complete. The Brewers have swept the Pirates here in Pittsburgh. The final tonight, 12 nothing. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Pauley. The Brewers do what they are supposed to do. They go into Pittsburgh. The Brewers are the first place team. The Pirates are the last place team. And, uh, well, they pretty much steamrolled the series, winning 9-0, 7-3, and then tonight they come up with a 12-0 victory as the Brewers are rolling. They are a season-high 19 games over 500, and they get set for the trade deadline coming up tomorrow afternoon before they open up a weekend series against Atlanta. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside, and if you want to join us, you can do so multiple ways to get connected you can call or text into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk text line 855-616-1620 or tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air Augie this is one of those games that, well, the Brewers are really good 12 runs on 16 hits they don't give up any runs Freddie Peralta's good the bullpen's good pretty much everybody in the lineup is uh, is pretty good you get three you have four separate guys with three hits Willie Adamas, Rowdy Telez, Tyrone Taylor, and Manny Pena all have three hits. Manny Pena has a five RBI game. Lorenzo Cain has a three RBI game. I mean, this is one where uh, there is there's not a whole lot to say negatively about the way the team played tonight. I'll tell you, just a terrific game by the Brewers, you know. And I, you probably figured I'm going to start out with with Peralta the way he pitched, which was excellent. But how about this ball club and the offense? In 11 games since the All-Star break, they have 18 times put up crooked numbers. We're talking about this offense pre-All-Star break. It was struggling. Are they going to be able to get it going? 18 times have put up crooked numbers. And 13 out of those 18 times, it's been greater than two runs. Offense really swinging the bat putting the ball in play, doing all the things you have to do to score runs. And uh, this team is really playing on a, uh, playing good baseball and running on all cylinders right now. Yeah, they are, and they're only going to get better with the addition of uh, Eduardo Escobar as he is set to join the team in Atlanta coming up tomorrow night. There's multiple guys who uh, are on rehab assignments right now. You don't really know how they're going to fit onto the roster, but as I always say, that stuff tends to just kind of uh, work itself out. So we'll assume that it will until it doesn't, and you don't really have to worry about that at this point in time. And you mentioned the pitching Peralta goes out, six innings, give up just two hits, five strikeouts, and uh, and one walk. want to mention this. Jeff Levering uh, retweeted this today. I want to make sure to give credit to whoever. Um, Jason Catania, who is the uh, who works with uh, MLB.com, tweeted this out. This, Augie, you'll get a kick out of this one. Most starts in a single season allowing two hits or fewer in Major League Baseball history. Nolan Ryan with Houston did it 10 times in 1986. Nolan Ryan with Texas did it 11 times in 1991. Freddie Peralta has done it 12 times this year. That's your list. 
It's just amazing, and he continues to get better. You know, the one thing about him, Matt, is he's really starting to dominate the strike zone. Really, uh, when you talk about all his pitches, you know, we all talk about he's got that great fastball, and he does. He throws it at different angles. He he makes the ball move differently. He's got a cutter. He's got a little bit of ball that'll run and tail a little bit. Plus, he's got that good four-seam fastball that he can spot. He's got that good breaking ball. And I think a big thing with him this year was being able to not only – Take that slider and and make it a weapon that he could use on a on a uh, every batter uh, at bat. And he, what I mean by that is he used to throw that slider as a big slider or a big slow curveball. He's cut that slider down, make it a good sharp sharp slider when he wants to. He can make it a little bit bigger. He's throwing that little bit of a changeup, but it really all starts with commanding that fastball. He's commanding that fastball to such good quadrants, keeping the ball down down in the zone, elevating when he needs to. And uh, you look at efficiency tonight in six innings, just 68 pitches. Just a brilliant game by Freddie Peralta. His usage tonight, he stuck a lot with the fastball. 53% of his pitches uh, were the four-seamer, but then he comes in, uh, he threw 13 sliders, he throws 11 curveballs, he throws eight change-ups. So it's one of those days, Augie, where his fastball was really, really effective. He threw his fastball for a strike 72% of the time, but then he was really able to augment that uh, fastball just by sprinkling in his three other pitches. He's just got so much confidence in all his pitches, and you can just see him on the mound, his concentration. He's now understanding how he has to make adjustments on the mound and pitch and be be able to pitch ahead on on, on all the hitters. And, uh, you know, he, when he gets ahead on hitters, he's got the devastating slider that he can use, a little bit of a breaking ball. He, like you said, he threw a little bit tonight and occasionally a changeup. But he's still fastball Freddie. It all starts with that good fastball. He throws it a couple different ways. It has different types of movement on it and uh, it's been really effective for him but when he embraced that that slider cut down the big slider made it to a little bit smaller slider that he could locate and control a bit better uh it's just been sensational for him and just going back to that that little tidbit i had a moment ago it's pretty darn good when you are on a list that includes you and nolan ryan twice and it's not even august yet i mean that is that it's remarkable it's it's amazing you you know when you 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 think back and you remember all the great games with nolan ryan and the times that he had in the in the no hitters he has i believe nolan ryan has seven no hitters if i'm not correct and just to see the way he commanded the strike zone and went about his job to see Freddie, what he's done this year since the beginning of the year, he's just gradually gotten better each and every time he's gone out. Uh, he's one of the, he could, you could consider him along with Burns and Woody, probably the three do- most dominant pitchers in baseball right now. Yeah, they're right there. Three of the top five ERAs in the National League. It's uh, it's pretty special right now, and it's we're kind of in this period because of the trade deadline coming up tomorrow, where there's a lot more focus on the postseason. And once once we get through the trade deadline, I think it will kind of go back to focusing in on games. But this is a time period where teams are trying to make themselves as good as possible for potential postseason runs. And uh, the Brewers did that yesterday when they acquired. Eduardo Escobar, and I think it's a safe bet that the Brewers have another move or two left uh, up their sleeves before 3 o'clock in the afternoon comes up tomorrow. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 
This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. What was one of the great games in postseason history? Here's a drive out to left center off the bat of Rowdy Telez. Reynolds is back on it, and it is into the bullpen for another home run for Rowdy Telez. Telez goes deep for the second time in this series, and the eighth time this year, and the Brewers lead it 7 to nothing. As so many individual performances in this game to get into. Welcome back into Brewers X Journeys. Brewers over Pittsburgh, 12 nothing to complete the series sweep of the 12 runs that they score. 11 score from the sixth inning on, and a lot of guys have big games. Uh, let's start with Manny Pena, Augie, because you know he's somebody that you just you you can't help but root for. He's in a really tough spot because he played. You know, Omar Narvaez has been so good; it has resulted in Pena's playing time going down. It's hard to find that offensive consistency when you're not playing, you know, but one or two times a week. And he raises his batting average 21 points with his three hits today. He has five RBIs; that's a career high. Uh, hits a couple home runs. Uh, you just you feel he does so much for this team behind the plate. He does so much for this team. Uh, in the clubhouse, he does so much for the team being part of those pregame meetings when they're you know going through the scouting reports. I mean, there's a there's a lot that Manny Pena uh, does for this team that people don't see, but it's nice for him to go do something that everybody is able to see. You know, you find some special guys that can do special things for ball clubs, and I think Manny Pena is one of those. I remember the first spring training he was here. I was doing a radio game, and Manny was catching, and I didn't know who he was. I just known that they had picked him up and he was in spring training but that game alone i believe it was against the dodgers and i believe it was uh at that at the dodgers home field in arizona he was handling some of the pitchers and during that game he would go out to that mound every once in a while and you could just see him how he was talking to those pitchers young pitchers and trying to get him through that game because it was a close game and even though it was spring training you still want to go out and do well and that game he threw out three runners stealing bases and i I was. I remember talking. I don't remember who I was doing the game with, saying that you know this guy has a special arm. He could be really something nice on the defensive side for this ball club. And well, I tell you, he's developed that and more so. And you know, it's very tough, just like you said, Matt, to, to not get in games and come out and do things offensively. But when we look back, Manny's got some huge hits for this ball club. He is a he is a leader on this club. I think he's really helped Omar Davers be a better receiver to call games. And he's just one of those guys that when you have him on a team, you're very thankful. And he's just done a great job, a good defensive catcher. And yet he tonight comes up with the big hits, a great night for him. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet in at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's uh, grab our first phone call of the program. Dell is in West Dallas. Hey, Dell, you're on WTMJ. Hey, guys. Uh, just had a quick question for you with the pickup of uh, Escobar and looking at the fact that we're going to have more guys coming back off the uh, the DL. Um, I, I don't see, like, a whole lot of room for all the guys that we've got that are playing well, hitting well in the infield, yet we still need some production out of our outfielders. And I kind of feel like the Brewers are going to maybe going to do another trade. Um, what do you guys? What do you guys think about that? What do you guys think are the possibilities on a trade? Who they'd be going after? Who might get traded? Just curious what your thoughts are. Sure, Dell. Appreciate the phone call. Um, I think uh, 
from a position player standpoint, I would be a little bit surprised. And you never put anything past David Stearns and Matt Arnold, and they always say that they're out there trying to make the team better and they'll do anything they need to do to, to make the team better. But I feel like the position player group is pretty much set. Dell makes a good point. If everybody is healthy and everybody is available to be back, well, then there's going to be some really tough decisions to be made. But let's get to that point first, because in baseball, you know, we didn't know what it was going to look like when Lorenzo Cain went on the injured list, and then lo and behold, you got Christian Yelich going on the COVID list, you got Jace Peterson going on the COVID list. Things like that just happen. And I'm not saying that anything's being made up. I'm not saying that anything is being orchestrated. I'm just saying it happens. If, if you're around the game of baseball long enough, you just see that stuff like that happens. So right now we can sit here and look at the numbers and go, man, they, they don't have enough roster spots for everybody that's in the organization. And that's, that is true, but let's get to that crossroads first uh, before, uh, before they have. And Augie, uh, they've got a ton of infielders now with Eduardo Escobar, and that, that creates maybe a little bit more stability at the corner infield spots because Escobar is going to play first and he's going to play third. It helps the lineup against left-handed pitchers, which is one of the key things they wanted to improve upon. Uh, but from an outfield perspective, they got five guys when Yelich is back, and uh, you know four of those guys. Yelich is the guy who's been probably the least productive recently of any of them, barely hitting above 200 in the month of July. You look at what Lorenzo Cain has done this series. Uh, you look at Avisael Garcia. You look at um, Tyrone Taylor. Obviously, JBJ has struggled a bit. He had a few hits recently, but it's it's been such a roller coaster with him. Uh, Yelich has done a nice job of getting on base for the season, but he struggled. Uh, but they're getting production from their outfielders right now yeah they are uh, and it could be a little bit of a problem you know i thought you came up with a, a a descriptive word last night that was really important and the descriptive word was protection and it, when you look at the way baseball is played and the way they they're maneuvering and what you can do this year after tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock that's your ball club and i think to any ball club that's out there and has the has the opportunity to go to the postseason, has to make sure that they have enough personnel that if something goes wrong with the injuries, some people go in slums and in, 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 uh, in kind of some kind of a slump, that they have protection. And that's what I think you're seeing a lot in baseball. You're seeing a lot of activity going on with trades because everybody wants that protection. Everybody wants to bolster their clubs. But that protection is so important. How will it work out? It's going to be interesting. And I, I just give all the credit to David Stearns and Matt Arnold, the way they are able to operate the the players back and forth from the minors to the major leagues and keeping people ready. And I think that's going to be a lot, has a lot to do with it. But yet last night when you said protection, I think that defines Major League Baseball now. Every team that has that opportunity wants to make sure that they have, they are protected in the event of people going into slumps, injuries, and just being able to make, be able to make that next step to get this a possible postseason. So it's going to get interesting. Trades are till next till tomorrow. But I think when you look at the Brewers all in all, I think when you get everybody healthy, it'll work itself out. And David Stearns and Matt Arnold, along with Craig Council, that understands his ball club as good as anybody and gets everybody that opportunity to play, will be able to work things out. The term that David Stearns used yesterday was redundancy, where you have a lot of different options at a bunch of different positions. And, uh, you know, and Eduardo Escobar can play so many different positions that if all of a sudden you do suffer an injury, 
at any anywhere on the infield, even say in, in left field, whatever it might be, all of a sudden you're able to, to kind of put them in. So having a lot of redundancy is very key for playoff bound teams as you enter the month of August. Well, we've uh, we've got the news coming up in two minutes, and then we will continue on with the program after that. Once again, the Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh, twelve nothing. We're going through the game, and we're looking forward to the trade deadline coming up tomorrow. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. 12-0, Brewers get the win over the Pirates. Brewers Extra Innings continues on. I'm Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. Let's grab a few text messages here. Uh, Doug and Baraboo with a couple questions. First off, asks if uh, Rowdy Telez has done enough to secure the first base job, or is it still a toss-up with Vogelback, Kira Escobar, and a possible trade-time pickup? My thoughts there. Telez has done a lot, but it's a really, really small sample size, and he's done some of this against the Pirates. Now, I don't Bluntly, I don't think Hira's in the mix. At some point, is going to go back to AAA, and I, I don't know if we'll see him again this year, just the way the roster is coming together. Escobar is going to be uh, a really good addition over there against left-handed pitching specifically. Still wouldn't shock me to see them make a move at first, but it would uh, mildly surprise me. Uh, I, I don't know how Vogelback fits on this roster with Rowdy Telez on it. Uh, so I... I in terms of that, I kind of think that the, the roster is what the roster is after the addition of Escobar. Um, I just, I, you know, Keston here is kind of your third or fourth string first baseman at, at this point after Escobar is there. You still have Jace Peterson. Don't know where, where he's going to stand and everything. It's, it, it's going to be a rock crunch. Also, uh, Augie Doug asking whether or not you have seen a pitching staff with a team ERA below 3.30 this late into the season. The Brewers' uh, pitching staff right now has a team ERA of 3.29, which is clearly a fantastic number. It's just amazing. You know, you see the way these guys go out, and, you know, you look at the way, you know, Woody goes out, and then you got Burns after him, and, and of course, Freddie Peralta, and they go out and they consistently throw the ball very well. But I've been as, as impressive as they have been it needs the other guys to step up too and you see a rotation now that it is six strong they're all throwing the ball well they're all commanding the strike zone and it's they're cheering each other each guy wants to be a part of something special and they're all going out commanding the strike zone i've been impressed with brent anderson his last five starts i think he's got like a one nine or a sub two era uh you look at what uh, adrian hauser did the other night he's just been special and then you, you add eric lauer into that you have six very good pitchers and they have a combined era at this time of the year especially when you feel that the hitters are starting to catch up a, a little bit having a sub three three era uh it's just very special but it comes from guys going out being able to make adjustments know themselves know how they have to pitch and really command the strike zone very well and they've done a great job Mike in Colorado asking about Major League Baseball expanded rosters, when it happens and what's the number now. It still happens on September 1st, but the number no longer 40. They increase by two. You get 28 players on the active roster come September 1st. Doug, not in Baraboo, uh, says Brewers and Dodgers are very close now. Who do you think is better? Uh, looks like the Dodgers are going to get Max Scherzer from the Washington Nationals and also Trey Turner. That's a deal that is uh, widely rumored that will probably go down. It, now, at one point today, the report was that Scherzer was headed to the Padres. So it looks like the Dodgers stepped in, and they're acquiring Max Scherzer as much to keep him away from the Padres as it is to, to get him there. 
Um, Augie, I still feel like you know, from from top to bottom, I still feel like the Dodgers are a better team, but I think the Brewers are right there, and with the pitching that they have, if you get into a, a deep series against the Dodgers, that the Brewers can beat the Dodgers. I'm not saying they will beat the Dodgers, but they can beat the Dodgers. There's not a whole lot of separation between those two teams. You know, the the whole aspect of the game is so interesting. Uh, Dodgers picking up Max Serger and uh, uh, and making getting as many pitches as they come. They have struggled a little bit in the bullpen. They've had some troubles in the bullpen. Brewers' bullpen has been a little bit, uh, I would say, a little bit more consistent than the Dodger bullpen. But I'll tell you, with the Brewers, the way the way they are right now, when you take this ball club, you look at three things. You look at the starting rotation, how good that starting rotation we just talked about, that sub three IRA. You look at that bullpen, the arms are starting to starting to throw throw the ball much better. You're having young pitchers like Sanchez and Cousins and Gustavi throwing the ball very well. It'll be interesting to see if they make make some moves. But when you have a Josh Hader and a Wood Devin Williams the way he threw the ball tonight, Boxberg was throwing the ball well. It comes down that pitching on that starting in that in that bullpen. You can't win without the good bullpen. But the one mainstay that I really like the Brewers is their defense. Their defense is excellent. When you look at this ball club as a team, you'd have to say they're a gold glove team defense because they've been playing very well. And that's going to make a big difference, especially when you get into the playoffs. 12 nothing win for the Brewers tonight over the Pirates. They sweep the three-game series. The post-game comments of manager Craig Council next on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 12 nothing. Brewers get the win over the Pirates. Brewers Extra Innings continues on. Freddie Peralta was really good. Six innings, five strikeouts, one walk. It only took him 68 pitches to get through six innings. Uh, if in a normal game, maybe a tighter game, uh, obviously a postseason game, Peralta would have been back out for the seventh inning. But uh, another opportunity to limit his workload, and that's what manager Craig Council spoke about as he opened up his uh, postgame thoughts just a little while ago. Yeah, I mean, he, in a different scenario, he, he may have gone back out there when he was going to go back out there for the following inning. But after the pitching change, just the inning got long and we scored again. So, But he was – you know, perfectly capable of going out, going out for more, and was really efficient through six innings. Um, uh, he, he pitched really, really, really well tonight. Craig, what do you make of that efficiency, um, keeping the yeah, pitch count down, but still yeah. not allowing any hits? Yeah, well, it's and it's an aggressive team. I think we we saw that. We, you know, there was the three first pitch swing inning, so it, it's this is a very aggressive team, and that is also compounded by the fact that. You know, with with these guys, that when when you the level that they're reaching is that guys don't want to get deep in counts with 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 some of these guys, um, and so you start to get early swings um, because they don't want to get deep in the count. They don't want to get to two strikes, um, and you see that around the league. And it's it's every pitch is competitive. There's no free pitches, um, but you see that with the really good pitchers in the league. Freddie talked Craig, what about, about having a plan to kind of be short again in this one after a short outing last time. What was the kind of thought process there, and what were you guys hoping to accomplish? Well, we're, we're just we're just trying to conserve innings as as we go, and um, when we have the opportunity, you know, today was today we were a little flexible with what we were going to do, and no. Um, 
kind of uh, nothing set in stone today. Just read the game. Um, but we, you know, we threw fifty some pitches last time. A little more this time. He'll, he'll be full go next time. So um, we're hoping to be a little shorter today. The way the game played out, it worked out. Craig, what about having two shutouts in the series? How hard is that to do? Yeah, I mean, our, our we're just pitching well. I mean, our starters are doing pitching exceptionally well. I mean, they've been really good. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just a tribute to our pitching, man. It's 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 good stuff. And uh, the guys in the pen are coming in. Devin Williams, after a really long layoff, was really sharp today. That was great to see. Um, so I feel like got got him back in the swing of things and in the routine and coming back feeling great after his outing. So um, we're throwing the ball well. We're, we're pitching well um, and just keep it going. Craig, is as tough a year offensively as it's been for Manny. He always works hard, does a good job catching, is a good teammate. But it's fun to see him have a big night like that, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think, you know, the, the response to Manny's home runs tonight were, were, were huge from the from the dugout, and that's because of the person that Manny is and um, kind of what he means to everybody and, and really what he means to the Brewers um, and, and the, the – his teammates really respect that. And um, that's why you celebrate for, for when Manny does well. So it was great to see him have a big night, even squeak the last one in there. Um, guys are fired up, but Manny's about winning. And, and he's, he's made, he's lived that from the day he got here. Um, he's just always been about winning and it's, and it makes him feel great to contribute to wins. Manager Kirk Council with the media just a little while ago. Brewers get the 12 nothing win, so we got a few highlights to play. We'll do that next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. A 12 nothing shutout win for the Brewers over the Pirates. Freddie Peralta getting the start for the crew. Chad Cool going for the Pirates. And the Brewers it would strike first. It would come in the second inning with one out. Tyrone Taylor at the plate. 2-1 pitch to Tyrone Taylor. Swing and a fly ball hit to left. Gamble back. Still back. Warning track. It's over his head and off the wall and a bounce. Tyrone Taylor digs into second with a one-out double. With Lorenzo Kane at the plate, a wild pitch moves Taylor to third, and then Kane does this. Infield up, ground ball towards the middle, backhanded play, throw home, not in time. Tyrone Taylor comes home and scores on the ground ball, hit by Lorenzo Kane. one nothing Milwaukee. RBI fielder's choice for Kane, one nothing. It would stay that way for a while, and Freddie Peralta was seemingly okay with that as he was just plowing through the Pirates hitters and not needing a whole lot of pitches to do it. In the fifth inning, he would get a little bit of a defensive help. There's two outs in the inning, and Phillip Evans is at the plate. Ground ball, third base, backhanded by Urias. Long throw across the diamond, couple of hops. Telez, yes, with the pick. Great play. Luis Urias made the play in fair territory. Didn't quite have a great grip on that baseball. Took an extra step into foul ground and able to have enough on that throw as it bounced right near the pitcher's mound. And Rowdy Telez, with all that size and the stretch, able to get the out. 
Yeah, there's even a little mini third hop right before it went into the glove of Telez. So the three hopper, and uh, it was a throw that was coming. I think he was just about in foul territory when that throw started. So that was a fantastic play by Luis Urias. one nothing going to the sixth inning, not one nothing for long. Willie Adamas leads the inning off with a base hit, and then with one out, Rowdy Telez is standing in. There he goes, the pitch. Swing and fly ball, hit towards right center. Back Polanco, all the way back, it's off the top of the fence. Willie Adamas is going to score all the way from first base as Rowdy Telez with an RBI double makes it 2-0 Brewers. That was it for Chad Cool, who pitched well. Chris Stratton comes in, first batter he faces, Tyrone Taylor. Swing and a bouncer down the left field line fair. Telez is going to come in and score. Taylor rounds first. He's heading for second. The throw from Gamble, not in time. It's going to be an RBI double for Tyrone Taylor. Lorenzo Kane would walk, and then with two outs, it's Manny Pena at the plate. Swing and a fly ball hit to left. Back is Gamble. Warning track wall gone. Pineapple Powers strikes again. His sixth home run of the season. A three-run shot. Six-nothing Brewers. Five runs on five hits in the sixth for the Brewers. Freddie Peralta back out for the bottom of the sixth inning. He gets two outs in the frame, has one runner on, and he faces off against Kibrian Hayes. Peralta checks the runner and throws. Strike three called outside corner at 96. Just froze Key Brian Hayes for the final out of this bottom of the sixth inning. Final out recorded by Freddie Peralta to the seventh we go with two outs. Rowdy Telez at the plate. What was one of the great games in postseason history? Here's a drive out to left center off the bat of Rowdy Telez. Reynolds is back on it and it is into the bullpen for another home run for Rowdy Telez. Telez goes deep for the second time in this series and the eighth time this year. And the Brewers lead it 7 to nothing. That ends the day for Chris Stratton as Nick Mears comes in to finish off the inning. Miguel Sanchez comes in to pitch for the Brewers in the bottom of the seventh. Gives up a hit, no more in the eighth. New Pirates pitcher is Austin Davis. Lorenzo Kane reaches on a throwing air, and then with one out, Manny Pena is back at the plate. Swing and a fly ball hit to deep center. Way back, Reynolds. Pena again. A two-run shot for Manny Pena. The Brewers have a 9-0 lead on the second home run of the night from the Brewers catcher Manny Pena. Five RBIs for uh, for Pena. That's a that's a solid day right there. Devin Williams throws a scoreless eighth inning. That was good to see. And then in the ninth, it is a position player pitching for the Pirates. Uh, that would be John Nagowski. He would get a Viseo Garcia to ground out, but then Rowdy Telez would get a base hit. Tyrone Taylor would double. Two on for Lorenzo Kane. Swing, line drive, base hit to right by Lorenzo. Telez is going to score. Here comes Tyrone Taylor to the plate. It's a two-run single for Lorenzo Kane. Give the Brewers 11 runs. Not done yet. After a fly out from Luis Urias, Manny Pena would get his third hit of the day, a base hit that bloops into shallow right field. It pushes Lorenzo Kane to third, and it brings up Pablo Reyes. Swing and a line shot down the left field line. That is a fair ball. Another run will score. Pena streaking for third. Reyes is into second with a double, and the beat goes on.
That would be the final score, 12-0. John Del Gustave would come in to pitch the ninth inning for the Brewers and complete the shutout victory. With the win, the Brewers go to 61-42. and The Pirates, they drop to 38-64. and Winning totals for the Brewers, 12 runs, 16 hits, no errors. They leave seven. For the Pirates, no runs, three hits, one error. They leave two. Winning pitcher, Freddie Peralta, he's 8-3. and Chad Cool takes the loss. He drops to 3-6. and Manny Pena, two home runs, his sixth and seventh of the year. Rowdy Telez hitting his eighth home run. The game lasting three hours and seven minutes, played in front of a crowd of 10,503 folks at PNC Park. Brewers get set for the trade deadline and a weekend series against the Braves. We preview each of those things next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 12-0, Brewers get the win over the Pirates around the National League Central today. Just one other game. Reds knock off the Cubs by a 7-4 score. Shame, shame on the Chicago Cubs today. Final game uh, for Anthony Rizzo for sure, probably for Chris Bryant. Neither of those guys. You don't even give them a pinch-hitting opportunity in this game. Uh, Cubs fans deserved better than that today. That's a bad job uh, by that organization. Rizzo's already been traded to the Yankees. Bryant has been rumored maybe to go to the Mets, maybe go to the Red Sox. Uh, by the way, former Cub Kyle Schwarber, he has been traded to the Red Sox, so lots of moves uh, being made. But that's a that's a horrendous job by the Cubs yet today, not to at least get those guys uh, a pinch-hit late in the game. Bad, bad, bad job by the Cubs. Uh, Brewers now have a seven-game lead on the Reds. That stays right where it's been. Cardinals 9.5-back Cubs, 11.5-back Pirates, 22.5-back. Trade deadline coming up at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Brewers, they match up against the Braves tomorrow evening in Atlanta. Corbin Burns will go for the crew. 6-4, 2.12 ERA. Tuki Toussaint will go for the Braves. 1-1, one 1.32 one, 1. ERA. 6-20 first pitch. Our coverage begins at 5-40. And I'll talk to you after the game for Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.